You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 368, Leadership Lessons from the Apostle Paul. You know, one of the fascinating things about the Bible and the New Testament specifically, because that's where I'm at right now, is the, the, the incredible amount of leadership material that is present. Now, to be sure, it's not a leadership book. It's about Self, excuse me, it's about salvation. It's about the life of Jesus and the incredible things that he did for us, uh, specifically his death and resurrection as a sacrifice for our sins. But it also gives the, the, the first 30 years of the church and how it was founded. And what we see is one of the greatest leaders in history. And it might surprise you that I'm not talking about Jesus. Now, don't get me wrong. Jesus was an incredible leader but not in the way that we think of today. Jesus was a, a traditional, in, in some ways, and non-traditional others, Jewish rabbi. And so there's much, much um, uh, material, many principles that we can pull from the life of Jesus on leadership. But I'm talking specifically about the Apostle Paul, because it was the Apostle Paul who took Christianity from a uh, rural, backwoods almost, uh, Jewish sect, and really helped see the world transformed. He laid the foundation for the transformation of the world. There's no, no doubt about it. Um, during his lifetime, he was an incredible church planter. Uh, he, he really, really impacted us on so many ways that, that we're even now today still experiencing. And so I want to talk and, and pull some of the leadership lessons from the Apostle Paul. He, he's easily one of the greatest leaders of all time and definitely one of, if not the most important, in the early spread of Christianity. So we're going to look at a number of different aspects of his leadership, but the first one that, that I want to take and, and develop is the idea of Paul building a solid team. This job was too big for Paul to handle on his own. It was, it was impossible, physically impossible for one man to accomplish the things that he accomplished. And to his credit, he realized that and created a team. When you read the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, which is the, 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 the history book, um, but it's much more than that, of course, but it's an exciting narrative of the early church. And when you read Paul's letters, what you find is uh, around a hundred people are associated with the Apostle Paul. Many of these worked with him, served with him for a short term, a long term. Uh, some were with him for, for many years. Others we don't know as much about, so we're not really sure. But we know that Paul built an incredible team to accomplish great things. And this is a, a really great leadership principle. If you're 
If your vision, if your goal as a leader doesn't require a team, it's probably not big enough. Let me say that again. If your dream, if your vision, if your goals as a leader don't require a team, what you've got in mind is probably not big enough. Because what we see in the pattern of Scripture is is we see God calling His people to do big things. And to do big things, um, He wants us to work with others and to, to, to build a team that can help us to accomplish great things. And you know, one of the things when I look at Paul's teams, I see four things that that just jump off the page at me when I read about him talking about his teammates. And I think these four things might help you as well. And we'll explore them. We'll talk about them a little bit and um, look at how Paul put his teams together. You know, one of the, I think one of the first things that Paul looked for when he was building a team, and this seems to be uh, borne out by the Scripture, is he was looking for men and women of character. Now, character is such an important thing because... You know, Paul wasn't always around. He was traveling. Sometimes he was sending his teams out. He was was, uh, not able to always be there. He wasn't looking over his team's shoulder. So he had to have people that he could trust, not just to do things right, but more importantly, he had to have people that he could trust to do the right thing. And so these were people who carried his heart, who who carried his vision, who would do things uh, the same way that he would want them done. That's what true character is in the context of of leadership that we're talking about here. Um, in one place, he's talking, I believe, about Timothy, and he says, "I don't have anyone who 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 who, who, who that I can trust like Timothy." Now, of course, he's he, he's exaggerating a little bit there because he's got other people he trusted as well. But he was just stressing how much he trusted Timothy, and and the fact that Timothy would be that man who would carry Paul's heart. Listen to what he says about another of his team members. This is in Colossians four. Epaphras, a member of your own fellowship and servant of Christ Jesus, sends you his greetings. He always prays earnestly for you, asking God to make you strong and perfect, fully confident that you're following the whole will of God. I can assure you that he prays hard for you and also for the believers in Laodicea and Heropolis. Isn't that fascinating? Paul has this man on his team who is a prayer warrior. And Paul's commending him to his home church, saying, man, this guy's always praying for you. He's, he's always got you on his mind. He's always got you on his heart. So those are the kind of people that Paul surrounded himself with. He was, he was very passionate about having people with the right character. Now, what you'll see is there were at least one or two incidents that we know of where things didn't go as, as, as Paul would have hoped. There was one, one guy named Demas that says that in 2 Timothy 4, um, Paul Paul gives the, the heartbreaking news, and this is a, this is a guy who's been on Paul's team for a while because he's been he's mentioned in several letters. But in Second Timothy four, it says Demas has has deserted me, having loved this present world. In other words, he's turned his back on me. He's turned his back on the gospel, and having loved this present world, he has deserted me. What a sad, sad state of affairs. So. Even even going after men and women of character, there are times when you get let down. There are times when you get dis- disappointed. But but on the whole, I think Paul's track record was pretty good as far as selecting people with character. Number two, not only character, but he also selected people who had the right chemistry. You know, I'm always amazed at at, at leaders, and 
I see this in the Christian world. I also see it, you know, obviously in the secular world who put together a team of, of personalities that conflict and a team that's that's rife with with dissension and 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 poisonous uh, interactions. I'm I'm always amazed at that. And and when you when you talk to these leaders about why they chose the people they chose, they're they're looking just at resumes. They're looking just at results, but they're not looking at the fact that a resume is great, but if they can't get along with other people, what good is their resume? And Paul was was the guy who picked people, who put people on his team. That, that he enjoyed being with, that he enjoyed um, uh, doing life with. I mean, listen to what he says about uh, Priscilla and Aquila, two of Paul's favorites. And this is in, in Romans 16. He says, Give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in the ministry of Christ Jesus. In fact, they once risked their lives for me, and I'm thankful to them, and so are all the Gentile churches. Also, give my greetings to the church that meets in their home. You know, this was a couple that Paul actually worked with. In Acts, excuse me, in Acts 18, it even talks about the fact that um, it says that uh, he, he became acquainted with them in Acts 18.1 in, in, in the city of Corinth, and they began to work together because they did the same kind of work. And so, so this was a, a, a business relationship. This was a, a faith relationship. They became close friends, and they shared life together. And you find also that um, you know, these guys served as some of Paul's keys, key leaders. They were in, in Rome, they were in Corinth, they were in Ephesus. They really got around, and they were people that Paul could trust and that he could use. And so it's, it's always a good idea to at least at some point in the process of putting a team together, ask how this is going to work out with other team members. Now, this isn't the only thing you're going for, but you know, if you're working with somebody um, uh, long term, if you're spending eight hours a day with them, you know, in, in an office, there's nothing wrong with having people that you get along with. It just makes life so much better. Don't go away. I'll be right back. I wanted to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Peter and Paul in Acts. This is a study, a handbook of the Acts of the Apostles. In fact, I encourage you to grab a copy of this because it will help you as you read this incredible book in the New Testament. Um, Acts contains the first a history of the first 30 years of the early church and what we see in Acts is the, the, the writer, Luke, uh, who also wrote the Gospel of Luke, he, he focuses his attention on the two most eminent and prominent apostles in the early church. Of course, there were more than two, but he focuses this book on the ministry of the apostle Peter, the first half of the book, and then the second half of the book on the apostle Paul. And as we've already said in this podcast, the, the Apostle Paul is the man who took Christianity into the Roman world, and he, he planted churches. He, he really uh, was responsible for the spread of Christianity throughout the Roman Empire. He, he laid the foundation for continued growth. So I encourage you to check out Peter and Paul in Acts. I know you'll enjoy it. It's extremely helpful. I also provide an introduction to the Gospel of Luke because the, the books were probably written um, around the same time, obviously written by the same author. And so we, we actually do an introduction and, and, and spend some time talking about the, uh, uh, the importance of Luke as well. So check it out. I know this will help you as you read Acts 
Uh, click on the link. You can read a little bit on Amazon, see if you'd like it. But I know you'll enjoy it, and I hope you get a copy of Peter and Paul in Acts. All right, well, we're talking about Paul, the team builder. Um, we've talked about the fact that he chose people based on their character, but also based on their chemistry. Now, I want to jump into the number three, and that's competency. Competency. When we're talking about competency here, you notice that I put it down at number three because what Paul seemed to do, not all the time, but in many of the, the situations where he chose people to come and, and, and work with him, he chose young men and, and, and probably women as well that he could train and develop. Timothy is a great example. Titus is a great example. Probably Luke. Um, now, in other cases, he chose people who were seasoned and, and um, you know, already had ministry experiences. Um, he worked with Barnabas for a while. I'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, Silas was one of his traveling companions. Silas was a, a, a seasoned uh, leader in the church in Jerusalem, and he, he, he followed and, and traveled with Paul, preaching and teaching um, as Paul moved throughout the Mediterranean uh, region. But listen to what Paul says here in uh, 2 Timothy 4, verse 11. He says, Only Luke is with me. Bring Mark with you when you come. Talking to Timothy. Bring Mark with you, for he will be helpful to me in my ministry. This is fascinating because we know early on that Mark wasn't helpful to Paul in his ministry. In fact, they had a falling out early on. Barnabas um, and, and, and was you know wanting to bring Mark along, and he came on their first trip, and it didn't work out. Mark left early, abandoned them. And so there was, there was evidently a falling out. There were some hard feelings. Uh, the New Testament in Acts says that there was some, some conflict. But eventually, they got things resolved. And Paul speaks very highly in a couple of places of Mark. And now here towards the end of his life, Paul says, bring him with you. He will be helpful to me in my ministry. And that's really what competency is. It's someone who can be helpful to you and to others in their ministry. Um, we want to we want to train people, um, you know, the, the the best way to get things done. Um, we we also want to take their natural talents and gifts into account. Um, that's why it's always good to read a resume. I'm not d- dissing those in any way, shape, or form. Um, is this person going to be a good fit with your team? And if they are, what is the skill set that they're going to need to learn? What are you going to need to teach them so that they can do an effective job on your team? So don't ever rule out competency. Um, I just tend, and it looked like the Apostle Paul did as well, to put it a little bit lower on the list. You know, it's always good when you've got great, passionate people that you can train the way you want them to be trained. And then the last one, the last one we'll talk about is communication. Paul um, was a fantastic communicator himself. We'll talk more about that in in another podcast. But what we also find is the people that he picked were good communicators as well. Um, We find he talks about Timothy. um, When when Timothy was left as the uh, overseer in Ephesus, uh, we find Paul talking to him about his communication skills, giving him giving him some tips and encouraging to preach and teach the word. Um, this was something Paul placed a priority on. We find Paul sending uh, men and women, sending his teammates out 
and to check on the other churches, to, to carry letters that Paul's written, and maybe some of these guys have even helped him write, and then to explain the letter. They needed good communication skills. Listen to what he says here in Thessalonians. He says, he's talking about Timothy. He says, but Timothy has just returned, bringing us good news about your faith and love. He reports that you always remember our visit with joy and that you want to see us as much as we want to see you. So we have been greatly encouraged because of his report. So so Timothy's coming back with a report from one of the churches that Paul hasn't seen in a while, and Timothy's giving a, a verbal, maybe even a written um, uh, report on how it went. So good communication skills. So what does that mean for us? You know, if you're putting somebody on your team that has trouble communicating with other teammates, that's a problem. If you're wanting to put somebody on your team that has trouble communicating with you or with other people, that's a problem. If you're putting somebody on your team that has trouble, um, you know, with written their written skills, if they can't read and write well, that's a problem. Now, you know, we don't want to, you know, be offensive here, but listen, if, if, if somebody's in a, in a leadership role, they should be able to read, write, and speak clearly. That's part of good communication skills because ultimately, you know, if you're having them pass on information to other people, you want them to get it right. And so communication is an absolutely vital skill for your leaders and for your teammates. And so I encourage you to check this out. Look look at look at these four things. Just kind of spend some time thinking about them on teams that you've been a part of. Um, maybe if you're in the process of building a team now, maybe use this as a guide. But this seemed to, to work for the Apostle Paul, and I think if it worked for Paul, it'll work for us too. A quick recap. Um, talking about Paul building a team, is character, chemistry, competency, and then communication. And, you know, one of the things we see with Paul as we get ready to wrap it up is we see that he didn't really, uh, he didn't just delegate tasks. I think that's the easy thing to do if you're a leader is just give somebody a task to do and then get them to report back when it's done. Paul delegated authority. He gave authority, not just tasks. Now, obviously, you're not doing that with somebody who's brand new. But as your, your, your team grows and as these people spend time with you and as you've seen that you can trust them, you don't keep just giving them tasks. Now you begin to give them authority. Now you begin to give them authority to make decisions, authority to um, take things and, and, and deal with it as you would deal with it because now you trust them. And so this is another great component of Paul's ability to create great teams. Now, I'm going to stop here. We're, we're just getting started. We'll probably go another episode or two talking about leadership lessons from the Apostle Paul, but I hope this has been helpful to you. hope you'll take these things and use them in your own leadership because, again, developing a team is one of the greatest things any leader can do. Well, I'd love to hear from you. Make sure you go to my website, davidspell.com. Leave a question or comment in the comments section for today's post. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter so that we can stay in touch. And also, while you're there, make sure you click on that link to get a copy of Peter and Paul on Acts because I know you will love it. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. We'll see you next week on Leading and Learning. Mm-hmm.